Hello and welcome to The Two Tones. This is episode 14. I mean, Michael Sexton. Tony. Michael Sexton, Tony, Premiership player, Tony. Uh, welcome and great to see you. Rod Ashman, oh. the great number 14. What a player he was. And, um, oh, geez, I'm putting my head on the block here, but was Brad Fisher 14 as well? Gee, I've got a, a funny feeling he may have been. I stand corrected if not. 99 games for the club. And a great mate of Cade Simpson's ah. who turns out for game 300 in a fortnight. Tony? All right. Well, Cade Simpson was... One of the few standout players for Carlton's very disappointing game against Frio at Etihad Stadium over the weekend tone. Um, we're going to review it now. Perhaps Must we? Well, sadly, yes. This is uh, certainly going to be one of the more difficult post-mortems we are to engage in. A 57-point loss, but we know the game was lost in the first quarter, the first 10 minutes, you could argue. Um Frio came to play, they didn't muck around, and it was on. Now, they, they are a team that are in rebuild phase as well. They had a lot of young players playing, and they have been able to scan the draft and find some some really good talent. Very true. And uh, that was on display. It was That first half was, I have to say, Tone, probably the hardest half of football Carlton have played to watch, that is. I, I would say in about 15 years. Yes, I... Could probably go back a bit further, around 11, 1991 tone. Really? Western Oval. Yeah. And Mark Arsiri, yeah. you will recall, kicked Carlton's first goal for the game in the time-on period of the last quarter. Oh, my God. Now, it was a wet deck, so yeah. perhaps circumstances were a little bit different, but uh, grim pickings out of the kennel that day, Taylor, let yeah. me tell you. But, look, let's be honest, it was uh, one of the more lamentable first-half showings yeah. you would ever see yeah. from a Carlton team. Um, you mentioned, you know, the game being effectively over 10 minutes in. It was an interesting moment in the game, Tony, because the Dockers got away to a flyer, and I think they were 3-2 to a point. Yeah. Levi took a mark in the pocket, jammed against the line, and missed a fairly difficult shot for goal, has to be said. Yeah. Matty Wright took a mark point blank out and missed. Yes. And then Matty Cruiser hit the post with a follow-up shot on the yeah. run. Yeah. Now... Those that was the moment yeah. um, that 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 litany of missed opportunities actually really hurt Carlton at that period. Yeah, Fremantle rebounded after the cruiser miss and kicked their fourth, and so then it's from then, then on, it was, yeah. and from then on, it was a procession. And yeah. uh, look, you know, we're just saying off air, Tony. Um, you can you can accept your team going down if it goes down swinging. Yeah. But unfortunately, the first half at least, uh, there was there was just absolutely no resistance and it was hard to believe you were actually seeing what you were seeing. You know, yeah, just a, a team having come off the... Uh, bye. The bye. Yes, but just... Our blokes seemed to be in slow-mo and, um, you know, as you said, Fremantle came to play, um, all power to them. They, they jumped Carlton and, and really... Well, the game was over, yeah, pretty pretty early in the piece, but uh, we were truly lamentable. I saw two things, Tony, I've never seen in my time in the game. Uh, I saw the Carlton players boot off the ground by yeah. their own at yeah. halftime, and I saw at the end of the game the Carlton players, to a man, applaud the members and supporters for maintaining their support yes. through, let's be honest, not only a, a difficult um, game of football, but... Yeah. 
a difficult period in, in uh, Carlton's otherwise illustrious history. So um, the narrative doesn't change, Tony. The rebuild is, is on in earnest. We're, what are we, two and a half years in? Yes. Um, and um, it will continue, obviously, with early selections in the year. Um, hopefully there'll be a few trades that go our way and um, who knows what will happen with the father-son rule. It'll be a very, very interesting period, I'm sure, beyond um, uh, the final home and away round of this season. But perhaps we're jumping the gun too early. There's still a lot to be played for, for the team yeah. uh, and the players who, let's be honest, um, uh, have the privilege of wearing this Guernsey yeah. and should treat it as such. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens at selection this week, Tony, well, because well, that, well, that performance can't be accepted. No, and, you know, it's a game against Collingwood. Collingwood uh, have their tails up. They've won, I think, their last eight. In fact, the the game that sparked their winning streak was against Carlton. Well, uh, we have a habit of running teams into form, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tony, can I ask, were you in the rooms after the game? Yes, I was uh, and, in and, the morgue. All right, and can you can you give us a boots on the ground perspective of what uh, well, was anything said? Were, were players uh, brought into a huddle? What was the look? It was pretty. It was. It was, it was. It's not the greatest place to be after a loss like that. It has to be said. Um, what happened from my perspective was uh, spent a lot of time waiting because um, the players were all called in and locked away for the better part of forty minutes. Yeah, it's fair to say a few home truths were put. To um, the twenty-two by the by the senior coach, I'm not privy to what was said. Um, yeah. I can't imagine it was um, it was um, favourable. Uh, however, um, once the players emerged, I had an opportunity to briefly chat to both Matthew Wright and um, Sam Kerridge. Mm. And look, none of them were making excuses. Um, you know, it was a deplorable first half. Um, you know, may, whether the buy is a factor or not, I don't know. Maybe it is, but, you know, it's an excuse. You can't make them for the poor performance that was turned in by the players. Um, the players had to fairly rapidly leave the room to head upstairs to greet the members, um, which they did yeah. uh, en masse. Every player went up uh, with the coach uh, and the president. I think the club was um, uh, mingling with the membership as well, which is the right thing to do. Um, because current supporters, I think, and we've said this before, Tate, by and large they do get the narrative. They understand yeah. where Carlton is going and, and the, the raison d'etre, you know, yeah. the, the plan. Um, in saying that, you know, there are still some supporters that heap vitriol on their on their own, never edifying to see it yeah. uh, in the crowd. And I saw a couple of instances and heard a couple of instances, uh, you know, in the second quarter at the weekend, Tate, but what I also saw were Carlton members uh, within earshot turning around to remind those supporters teeing off that that we are on this journey yeah. and and uh, we have to be mindful that this is not a quick fix. This is yeah. going to take time. So uh, to all the, uh, the supporters and members out there, uh, all power to you for maintaining the faith because it, it is difficult at the moment, but uh, it, was a, it was a tough afternoon at any had. No well, two ways about it. It's... Um it's occasioned a bit of commentary, uh, not surprisingly, from some ex-players. Uh, Robert Walls, he came out and made the point um, that if you're if Carlton are having the season that we're having, or, or now the Carlton are having the season that it is having, why not play Harry Mackay? Why, um, why are younger players not getting a run in favour of, let's say, um, I want to say middle age, but, you know, players in their mid-20s who are established who have come from other clubs? So... Um, can you offer any thoughts on that tone? Look, I, I, I'm not 
I, I don't know what the circumstances are in respect of Harry Mackay. I don't know whether he, he had an injury or, or what the story was. But I know, I can recall Brendan Bolton saying uh, along the way that, um, you know, there were certain um, areas of Harry's game that they wanted him to work on back, yeah. back in the twos. And uh, the, the, the common uh, theme throughout has been that there are going to be no free games awarded to any Carlton player. Yeah. So... I suspect Harry's a young bloke and he's probably still learning the craft, so maybe they want him to work on areas of his game, get that right before he warrants inclusion uh, back in the team. Um, in saying that, you'd love to see him out there. No, no yeah. two ways about it. And as I, as I said, maybe, you know, in light of what happened at Eddie had on Saturday, there may be changes to the, um, to the 22 that took to the field. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I like anyway. Would love to see Harry McKay up and about and um, front and centre for the club, and I'm sure his day will come. You know, just a question of um, of when rather than if. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, personally, from my point of view, watching it, I'm thinking, yes, I understand the rebuild, but there should be some at least solid evidence of that, and I didn't see any of it. No, that's in the true first too. Half. I suppose the other issue here, Tony, and I'm not caged, but um, maybe you have to be careful in terms of the balance. Yeah. That, you know, you can't throw all the kids in at, at once. Um, you know, you're, you're always running the risk of throwing um, uh, lambs to the slaughter. Yeah. So uh, it's a question of balance, I, su- I suspect. Um, there, may, there might be other mitigating factors, which I don't know about, but... but um, Look, make no mistake, you know, uh, you'd love to see Big H up front yeah. um, clunking them and getting as many games as possible uh, under his belt because um, the future's in the kids, um, for sure, and it's a, it's a great crop, you know, we have to keep them together and, and uh, hope that they really, with every, with every game, just take quantum leaps in their respective careers. Yeah. And... Uh, Let's hope that, that that happens and sooner rather than later, Tone. Well, indeed, and, you know, we see a reduction in things like uh, goals from turnovers, which just kills you every day of the week. Um, converting those opportunities in the forward 50. Yeah. You know, you mentioned those three goals, which would have kept us in the game in that first quarter. But I remember there, fairness, there was a bit of play too where, where Zach Fisher, I think it was, handballed the ball inward to... A running Ed Kerno, yes, who yes. was clear and left the ball behind. Yes, and those yes. moments, they just oh, really kill you. You know that. Um, do you, I know you're having a half a seizure here, as I'm oh, reminding you. But um, just uh, come sorry, on, Tone. No, I, come I on. really thought I'd burnt that memory. I thought I'd <laughs> bury that. You know, I was I was at home watching it on on my wife's computer on on Foxtel. And uh, was it Optus? Was it? It wasn't. No, thank you. So I was able to watch the whole game. Uh, <laughs> more to the pity. Uh, and uh, uh, that, that one just had me under the table in a fetal position. But there were there were others, and it, it was that sort of game. It must be said. But um, you're still you know, doing it hard. I could see that. Oh, I tell you, no, games like that do. Yeah, and this is the thing. You know, with the new plastic memberships, you can't tear them in half. <laughs> so they know what they're doing. Um, it was, uh, uh, you know, in all credit to Frio, they, they uh, did the homework, they came to play. They're not great on the road, but uh, they were certainly well, um, they were on from the first bounce. And, and they, did know, on Adelaide. they did a number on Adelaide the week before. Yeah, so, well, that's you know, true, yeah. They went in with winning form. Yeah. And um, no, all power to them. Good luck to them. Um, so, look, we, uh, we're going to preview the Collingwood game now, but not before... Uh, 
your most onerous of duties, Tone, <laughs> and that is to come up with the three votes Jeez. for the uh, Carlton's 57 point loss to Frio over the weekend. Well, look, it's uh, it's the most unenviable task in football, Tony, but I, I gave him a best shot. Yeah. I actually gave one vote to Zach Fisher because oh, I thought... magnificent. Great. The young bloke, yep. he just turned 20 this week. Yeah. Um, he... Um, I thought it was fantastic, yeah, particularly totally early when, when the game, there was a bit of heat in the game early, yeah. and I thought he flew the flag for us, uh, you know, when many others didn't, yeah. uh, particularly through that first half. One vote to Zach, well played. Can I, can I just make a point? This, what is so heartening about this is when you talk rebels, and we do the 3 two ones, your 3 two ones every week, and there, there just seems to be too... F- too small a pool of players who are dominating this 3-2-1. And to me, evidence of, of the rebuild is younger players like that getting votes for games. So this is when I know that the, the rebuild is on and it's fair dinkum. And Zach Fisher, he is magnificent. Magnificent. I just, I just love that kid. Yeah, we all love the way he plays. You know, a, a small guy that throws himself in where others fear to tread. And, yeah. and you've got to love the, his dynamism and his and the bubble that he brings yeah. um, around the around the contest. We we love seeing him play. Um, Kate Simpson, we go yes. to the other extreme, oh, um, particularly in the second half. You know, I think what stands out in my mind about Simo is just, you know, that um, propensity to uh, put his body on the line, running the same ways of all, yeah. back into oncoming yeah. players and coming out with the mark. I just love that. And... Uh, that's what we need, you know. Yeah. We need uh, fellows like Simo showing backbone and, and finding a way, particularly when we're under duress. And yeah. um, more power to Simo, um, the evergreen one. He's, yeah. uh, he's in fine fettle. And three votes I gave to uh, Patrick Cripps. Yeah. I just thought, um, you know... Uh, you know, gave it gave it everything. Um, a little bit of a lone hand, you know, with Murph's absence. Um, yeah. You know, I was, I was looking, you know, around the ground and you were seeing people like Fife, Sandilands, Mundy. Um, yeah. uh, uh, who was the other one in there? The the other on baller, name escapes me now, is a very good player. Neil. Neil's yeah. the other one, Lockie Neil. And here we had, um, you know, fellows like Paddy Dow and O'Brien that, yeah. you know, were just starting out in the caper. Boys to mend a lot of ways. Yeah. But I thought... I thought Cripps, you know, really with, with his physical presence and his uh, appetite for the contest was really, um, re- really important. And um, I've admired the way he's gone about his work, uh, particularly Murph's absence this yeah. year. That's leadership that Cripps is showing. Yes. And uh, all power to Patrick Cripps for the way he's playing. Well, uh, Kate Simpson is uh, an equal game, uh, game high, nine intercept possessions, 90.6% efficiency, percent efficiency. 32 disposals, if you don't mind. No, a fabulous performance. Uh, yeah, look, it, it really was, uh, certainly from him, and that's, as you say, that exemplifies well, exemplifies him, his style of play, who he is, and the leadership. I mean, you can't, you can't fault him for that kind of on-field leadership. No. Um, we, speaking of, we have to just touch on Mark Murphy and speculation about this week, uh, about his future at the club and, and you know, the, the press the Carlton are getting about whether or not he just yields the captaincy to Cripper. Have you ever you across that time? Well, well, interestingly, you talked. You asked me earlier about what was going on in the rooms, and uh, Murph was front and centre in the rooms after the game, okay. you know, lending support and being around the place. And uh, I, I recall a moment where he came over to speak to one of the uh, members and supporters that gathered in the room. I can't remember who the person was, but uh, the the person implored Murph to um, hang around, yeah, to stay on at Carlton, yeah. And, um, Look, I, I don't know what what uh, the latest is, but um, 
certainly, I think at this particular moment in current history, we need experience and we need, you know, um, an old head um, uh, around as our, our new players emerge. So who knows what decision will come. It's a very personal decision that Mark Murphy has to make. But um, look, I for one hope that, that he does decide that he wants to play at his career at the Carlton Football Club yeah. um, because we certainly need him. I think with our group where they are at at the moment, we need um, we need his experience and his and his um, wherewithal. Um, I guess it'll play out soon. It probably has to, doesn't it? It's, well, um, yeah. Uh, and look, I, my feeling would be he'd want to be a one club player. Well, I think so. You know, he's been extremely loyal to the cause. You know, yeah. and um, I'm sure. You know, we 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 don't we can't put a. Um, a time frame on, on the turnaround when it yes. will happen, but hopefully these things do happen suddenly out of nowhere yes. and um, and Murph gets an opportunity to uh, to smell the roses after being at Carlton through a pr- particularly difficult period of its existence, it has yes. to be said. Um, now, Tone, uh, I mentioned that uh, we are playing Collingwood, the old foe, the oldest of foes, MCG. It's an away game for Carlton, Sunday, 3.20pm. Um, now... Uh, as I said, Collingwood have uh, well. They've only beaten I think one team in the top eight, that being Melbourne. Um, so and they've had some. And I'm, I'm not suggesting any kind of conspiracy at all. But they seem to have had a pretty easy uh, uh, draft, or yeah, not draft. Um, uh, you know, uh, not schedule. What am I saying? What? Uh, fixture. Oh, fixture. Fixture. A draw. Uh, a yeah. draw. There we go. Yep. That's what yep. I meant. Yep. Um, but look, their tails are up. There'll be uh, there'll be a decent crowd there, yes. and they'll be sensing blood. Well, they will be. I, I, if we, you, you know, you alluded to the, the the previous contest where we probably played them in the fall. That was the night of the famous um, the uh, the misspelt um, I... ten niggers, wasn't it? <laughs> On the banner, and I think that was all that went wrong from that yeah. night. Uh, it, it all went north from there. Yeah. Um, so you know, notwithstanding the. Uh, much anticipated banner era for Collingwood this week. Uh, we know that we're in for a um, you know a, a pretty tough contest against a, a team that, yes, it has to be said, um, is uh, playing some good team footy at the moment. Um, you'd like to think, Tony, after such a lamentable showing, yeah. that the Carlton players will respond the way we want them to at the weekend. As I said, it'll be interesting to see what changes are, are made to the team. Um, uh, time will tell, I guess. Uh, but, um, you know, we would just want a more honest yes. uh, performance from the yeah. Carlton team that takes the field this week. 22 players who have the privilege of running out wearing the Carlton Guernsey, and we want to see them... Um, uh, play with uh, passion and, and really put their put their heads over the ball and their bodies on the line. Let's yeah, hope from, it happens. From the first bounce. We, we talk often about the game within the game here. Uh, Cruiser versus Cox, what do you think? Yeah, well, 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 be and Grundy, of course. Oh, Grundy's yeah. the man. Uh, I think Cox will probably, you'd, you'd think that either um, uh, Jones or, or Sam Ray would probably get the gig there if oh, okay, Cox yeah. starts forward. Yeah. But uh, Cruiser v Grundy, yeah, that's going to be a great duel. I mean, Grundy's in probably all Australian form. Yeah. So it's an, an, a massive challenge for um, for the big fella, um, Cruiser. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some really interesting um, sort of um, subplots to this, as, you, as you've pointed out. But I think overall what Brendan Bolton would be looking for, Tone, is just an, an honest... Uh, an honesty of performance across yeah. the board, and um, 
that's all we as supporters and members can hope to ask for and, and, and nothing more, nothing less. We want to see a red-hot go from our team and, and let's hope it happens from, from 3, 3.20 this week. Uh, yeah, and we don't want to hear the strains of good old Collingwood forever at the end of the game. No, thanks. Uh, Took weeks to get out of my head last time. That was not fun. No. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, good luck, Collingwood. Uh, discovering a thing called spell check. Uh, so good luck with that. Now, uh, just before we go, Tone, uh, I, just before coming on air, Lucy, our producer, told us the devastating news about Alex Silvani. Well, you've got a feel for Alex Silvani returning from injury the weekend through the Northern Bullheads and uh, ruptured his Achilles, I believe. I saw him in the um, warm-up area before in the moon boot. Yeah. That's the season over. Yeah. It's, it's cruel, and, and he, we haven't had a look at him this year at all. Yeah. Um, it's so disappointing because um, I think, you know, we talk of honesty in the contest. Well, there's a fellow that's a match-hardened, yeah. experienced player, the sort of player we really need out there. Um and it's devastating news. You know, uh, Alex has been a great... Uh, he's a great man and, he, and he's fitted in well at the club. And um, one of those players that does lead by example. Yeah. And um, it's it's cruel for him and the club that um, basically it's season over for Alex Silvani. And, and we can only hope that um, this is a, an injury that he does overcome yeah. um, for 2019 because... Uh, what they say, the Achilles is an old man injury. Yeah, uh, really? We hope, we hope it isn't. We, can hope, we hope he can he can overcome this setback. But uh, he must be so crestfallen. Um, he was ready to go again and, unfortunately, he has broken down again. And that's uh, that's the cruel nature of, of this game, Tony. It, um, no man is spared, unfortunately. No, no. Um, well, uh, yeah, I think we can uh, at this point look at season 2018 and say Carlton have more than Carlton has had more than its fair measure of um, uh, uh, Lady Fortune's ire. Yes, yes. Can I just? Um, I'd like to share a little story with you in the wake of um, the, the ugly scenes that uh, um, that were on show at halftime at Eddie Hat. Yeah. Um, there were moments where um, Carlton members and supporters were teeing off at Carlton players quite audibly. Yeah. But but members, uh, like-minded members around within earshot were quick, would quickly turn on those players to yeah. remind them, yeah. listen, we're in this together and yeah. we're all part of this club, just take a breath. And it was great to see that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the vitriol didn't end. Uh, beyond the game, um, the, the Twitter was erupting, you know, with people yeah. venting their spleen and... Um, there's a chap named Darren Silverman who I'd like to acknowledge who put up a tweet uh, basically on the line, along the lines of, I've been a long-life uh, Carlton supporter. I've seen a lot of great days. Uh, it's hard to uh, have to deal with the tough times, but yeah. it's all part of it. And we will emerge um, thick and thin yes. was his message, thick and thin. I actually saw that tweet and responded with uh, a tweet of my own, uh, can I buy you a beer? <laughs> to which Dad replied, oh, yes, please. So uh, on the Sunday uh, afternoon, we gathered uh, down at the Great Northern yeah. and a couple of other supporters, uh, Darren's brother and a bloke named Peter Dalton, who's been a Carlton supporter for 60 years, yeah. rocked up uh, in wearing their Carlton scarves. And together we, um, we sat and talked happy times to the Carlton Football Club and yeah. we all we all concurred that we needed to um, stick together to, you know, just support the club through these dark days uh, and all will be fine. So to to Darren and to Peter, Darren's brother and Peter Dalton, um, Peter Walton, I, I, I apologise, Peter Walton, 
all power to you. You're the sort of people that we want yes. supporting the Carlton Football Club. Uh, and I put an emphasis on supporter, and the very essence of the word is to support. Yes. Um, all power to those men for, for backing the club in its time of need. And uh, uh, there will be blue skies, boys, I promise you that. Um, we, just have to, we just have to hang in and, uh, and it will turn. So well done to you. Well, uh, in the uh, the words of that great wartime song, tomorrow is a lovely day. And would you like to perhaps hum a few bars for us, Tony, to oh, send oh, us out? Oh. <laughs> that's, very, that's very nice. No, I won't. I don't actually we, know the melody. We, I'm pretty sure what's it's Fiorellina, it isn't it? Is it? Tomorrow is a lovely day. day. Is another day or a lovely day? Tomorrow's lovely. Perhaps if we can put the heat on Lucy, we can get her to... Can we? Can we... Can we grab that song and, and fade out to that? I'd like to hear it. I think we could. Uh, I'll need You're to going to live music straight away, are you? Well, hang on. Let me go. Tomorrow. Just, uh, just chat amongst yourselves, listeners. <laughs> Do this. A lovely day. Just thank you for your patience. Vera Lynn, it's a lovely day tomorrow. Can, we, can you press play and, and wake it up to the mic? Let's have a listen. Spirit of the Blitz. What a wonderful woman. Oh, that's an ad. You, you, you've gone, you've called up Optus. No. <laughs> Here we go, skip ad. Tomorrow is a lovely day. Come and feast your tears in eyes on tomorrow's This has been the two tones. Starting off. Go blues. Two.